You're listening to the PowerPlace Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch a service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. So I, I was talking to one of the guys in the church who had been having a hard time in his dating relationships, and he said that things had started to turn around for the better. Ask him what changed. He said, well, I started going out with a weather girl from the local TV station. I thought it'd be a nice change of pace to date a woman who wasn't right all the time. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> so my little grandson asked me where poo came from. After I explained as best I could, he looked perplexed and he said, well, 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 what about Tigger? Okay. You know, really, kids don't know how easy they have it. When I was young, I had to walk nine feet through shag carpet to change the TV channel. <laughs> Tell you. And how many channels did we have? That's right, three. Some of you are old like me. I love it. Make room. Last week, Pastor Isaiah challenged us. Wow, what a message. Uh, what a challenge. There's some things, there's some addictions that, that have to go in order to make room for what God has for you. Some of us are holding on to things that are keeping us held back from what God has for us. And if you hang on to the comfortable that which has bound you for so long, you'll stay exactly where you are. And you won't receive the extra and above blessings of God. Amen. Genesis 26, 22, he moved from there, dug another well. They did not quarrel over it. They did not quarrel over it. So he called his name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. When God moved us into this space and allowed us to take over, that's one of the scriptures I wrote on the wall. Now the Lord has made room for us, Rehoboth. We're going to be fruitful here in the land that he's placed us in. That scripture has been fulfilled and will continue to be fulfilled. Another scripture he gave me in 2 Samuel 7, verse 10, and I will provide a place for my people Israel. It's God who provides for us. And once we recognize his provision, he says, I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. They were not quarreling over that space. They'll no longer be disturbed. And, and when we were downtown Kennett, we were always being disturbed. We were always being quarreled with. People were always fighting against us, saying, why are you here? You're making so much noise. You guys are doing, you're, you, you got kids all over the place. And, and yeah, we had, you know, 100 to 200 teenagers with, with uh, skateboards and and bikes and and yet they weren't causing any trouble they were grinding on the cement may take a little repair but I think you'll survive and the borough and town council were always coming against us and and God said I'll put you in a place where you will no longer be disturbed Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. One of the, one of the uh, scriptures in the Psalms, the psalmist said, 
May, may your favor rest upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Favor, God, God does for you what you can't do for yourself. When you step into God's favor, there's a blessing there that you couldn't conjure up if you had magic powers. And you don't. When God favors you, it's the best. Because he establishes for you what you've done. He comes along and establishes it. He sets it so that nobody can move it. And God has established a place for us. Hallelujah. Then Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1. The prophet says, sing, O barren one who did not bear. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. You haven't even seen the miracle yet, but you got to sing ahead of the miracle. That's the first step, sing, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Let your voice be heard for what's coming that you don't have yet. Go ahead and praise him ahead of time because it is coming. You've not been in labor, but go ahead, sing, break forth into singing, cry aloud. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. And if God says it, you can bank on it. You don't have to have evidence. You've just got to hear his voice. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. You got to speak it and praise him for it. And then he gives the second command. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Where do you want to live? Enlarge that. What do you want God to do in your life? Enlarge that. Stretch it out. Make room for it. Do not hold back. Somebody needs to hear that today. Some of us are holding back. We're like, well, you know, it doesn't make much sense yet. I know. Don't hold back. If you want to see something you've never seen before, you've got to do something you've never done before. Don't hold back. Do not hold back. Step out in faith. Step out knowing that God has spoken to you. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. And your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. So thirdly, fear not. Look at your neighbor, tell him, fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. No fear. This is not the time to be cowardly. This is not the time to shrink back. This is the time to move forward boldly without fear. Do not fear, fear not. For you will not be ashamed, be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. Some of us are still living in the shame of our youth. And the stuff that's happened to us. I'm a widow now. I, I don't have what I used to have. It's been taken from me. And so we're living in that, that, that area of shame and disgrace. And God says, look, that's changing. So don't be afraid. That all is shifting. Okay? You will not be disgraced. You will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. For your maker is your husband. Your maker is your husband. I said your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth he's called. <laughs> the God of the whole earth. 
he's called. I mean, you've got to realize who you're dealing with here. This isn't junior God, okay? This is holy God, holy, awesome God. The one who is, who was, who is to come. The one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one who will always be, I am that I am. That's who's talking to us. That's who we've got to tune our ear into. Your maker is your husband. Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth he's called. I'll tell you, it's time to make room for the weighty presence of God. We felt that this morning. And we here at the Power Place, we want to host the Holy Spirit more than anything else. I told you last a couple weeks ago, we like you, but we like him much better. If you come, great. But if he comes, that's what we're all about. When almost everyone else was waffling about, oh, should we go back to worship? Should we gather together again? Back in 2020, we made up our minds. We're going to gather. We're not going to ever stop gathering. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We will host his presence no matter the consequences. And we got turned in. Somebody called the cops on us. And we have friends in high places. They like us because we've been a blessing to this community. You see, your deeds go before you. God's favor surrounds you. He's your rear guard. He's a shield about you. He's your glory and the lifter of your head. And when the, the police showed up, we said, what do you need? They said, well, we got a call today that you're all back in church. Yeah, we are. I'm not coming in there. We're not going to shut you down, but just why don't you post some things on your door? Got it. And it doesn't matter if they did try to come shut us down. You know I'm willing to go to jail. I, I got people that are willing to bail me out. Amen. But we're not shutting down. We're not buying into the mass hysteria. We're standing on truth. And standing on the word of God. And we decided we're going to make room for the Holy Spirit. We're going to move with what he wants us to do. We're going to say what he wants us to say. We're going to host him well. And we've lost some people. But they just made room for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been ostracized. We've been shunned by some of the other churches in the area. We've gotten nasty emails. But I kind of wear those as a badge of honor. Because if you're not doing anything, nobody's going to bother you. Because any dead fish can float downstream. It takes somebody that's alive, someone that's, that's filled with the spirit of the living God to go up against the current. And that's what God has called us to do. We, we don't make any apologies for that. We're just making room for him. I've always said the world doesn't need just another church. They need a place where they can encounter the presence and power of Almighty God. It's life-changing power. 
Because that one encounter can change things in your life forever. So we're we're centered on hosting and making room for the Holy Spirit. It's our goal. And we don't want to offend him. If that offends you, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, I think I said a couple weeks ago, there's plenty of churches you can go watch online. So uh, go ahead and do that. But if you want to see your life radically changed in 2022, then begin now to make room for him. Move everything else out that would crowd him and his presence out of your life. And begin to praise him ahead of time for what he's bringing. Make room for his miraculous provision. Make room for the the supernatural move of God in your life. Make make room for the suddenlies that, that he's bringing your way that will change your circumstances. We're doing that in this house. We're, we're getting ready. We're preparing ourselves ahead of time for what God's bringing. We just hired somebody new this week. Why? Because we're, we're making room for what God is going to do. I, I want to introduce you to our new women's director, Lauren Smack, standing right back here. Say, why? Because we see what God is getting ready to do, and so we're preparing the way. We're, we're getting things moved out of the way, things put in place, so we can handle what's coming in the miraculous ministry of our women. Amen. There's going to be a lot happening, and you want to be a part of that. God's expanding our borders. Miraculous expansion. He says, enlarge, stretch, lengthen, spread out. Don't hold back. Don't be afraid. You won't be ashamed. You won't be disgraced. God's on your side. Make room. A couple weeks ago, Christy got a new sink. Is that a big deal? It is to her. She began to realize because she didn't like her sink. She never liked her sink from the beginning. We've lived there 18 years. She never liked it. But she didn't know why she didn't like it. And she started doing some research because she wanted to replace her sink. And so she measured it and then started researching. She couldn't find one to fit because it was so small. It was a 25-inch sink. I know that's a first world problem. I I get that. Some people would like to have a 25-inch sink. Some of you might wish you had a 25-inch sink. 25 inches and six inches deep. It's about like that. I have an eight eight inch span on my finger. So it's like about like that deep. She realized the normal sink is 33 inches and 10 inches deep. Oh, we know a lot about sinks now that we didn't know before. I looked at the sink and said, it's, it's going to take some change here. Things are going to have to shift. So we called Drew Cope. And Drew came and installed that sink. But guess what he had to do? He had to cut out some areas. He had to make it just perfect for what was coming. Because the 33-inch, 10-inch deep sink wouldn't fit in the 25-inch, 6-inch hole. So precisely, he made room for what was to come. He had to to shift some pipes around and, and maneuver some things. And yet, when it was all said and done, we got a bigger sink. And Christy's in love. That's all I ever hear about. Every morning, I love my sink. Oh, this is the best sink in the world. She can stack dishes in that sink and you don't even see them. 
It's the little things of life. But little things become big things. And some of us are willing to live with something that's subpar. As Isaiah dealt with last week, some addictions that we're just willing to, to live with that. And God says, I want to set you free. I want to free you from what's been holding you in the place where you are. You can't seem to break out of that place. There's a reason why. Because you're allowing some things to hold you there. It's time to make room. If you want something new, you've got to do something new. You've got to remove the old, make room. And we as a church are doing that together in unity. Somebody say unity. Unity. Psalm 133, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life evermore. There's an anointing that comes and it comes from the head down. The anointing oil always flows down. It doesn't flow up from the bottom. It flows down from the head. And there's a blessing. And I I said this a couple of weeks ago. You need to unite with what God is doing, what he's blessing, and the blessing will flow down to you. Because the anointing always flows down. I've spoken with multiple people who have seen their lives change, their businesses change, their families have been majorly blessed since they have aligned themselves with this house. Since they've gotten totally involved, since they've invested financially in the kingdom of God through the power place, since they financially obeyed God, there's a blessing that flows. Everything has shifted. Everything has changed. Things have risen to a whole nother level. And when you align yourself with what the Father is blessing, you reap the benefit of that blessing. You reap the benefit of that anointing. It flows down. When you aren't in unity, there's no blessing and anointing that flows down to you. You remove yourself out from under the blessed covering to your own detriment. Nudge your neighbor and say, you don't want to do that. You want to be blessed. Tell them you want to be blessed. Say, well, pastor, is there a blessing that comes with this house? Absolutely there is. Because this house was established in obedience 20 years ago. We said yes to God. And we've never said no from that day forward. As to where, when, how, what to do. We've got an ear towards heaven. We're listening and obeying. And there's a blessing that flows down from us to you. I don't say that pridefully. I say that very humbly. Because at any, any moment, I could step out from that blessing. I'm not gonna, but I could. And if I did, it would affect the entire house. I watch houses of God all over the world. And I watch when their leaders disobey God, get involved in things they shouldn't, And you begin to watch the house crumble. I mean, big houses. Okay? We're not going to do that. We're staying under the, 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 the blessing of God. In the midst of everything God's doing, he's doing some suddenlies. Quickly, things are taking place with God's speed. 
The way things are moving, it won't be very long before we see what we've made room for. I said, it won't be very long before we see what we've made room for. We will see million dollar gifts come in this house. We will see the school that he's prompting us to start. We will see greater signs and wonders and miracles than we've ever seen before. We will see property and buildings given to us. We will see a move of God that will blow our minds. And it all comes through obedience. And can I challenge you to move forward even when your obedience doesn't make any sense in the natural realm? If obedience to God doesn't make sense in the natural realm, then that's good. Because it's a God thing. It's not a you thing, try to push something through. Matthew chapter 16, I was reading this in my one-year Bible. Matthew 16, 21, from then on, Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem, that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him. Who's he reprimanding? Jesus. Peter took him aside, began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, oh, you're right, Pete. Man, wow, I was just speaking out of my brain. I don't know. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. Now, how many of you know if you've been called Satan by Jesus? That's not a good thing. Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap for me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Get away from me, Satan. You're a dangerous trap for me because you are seen with eyes that can't see the things of God. You're only seen from a human point of view. We've got to stop looking at things merely from a human point of view. Not everything will make sense, humanly speaking. How many of you who invested a first fruits offering that was way above and beyond this year and it made a lot of sense? Anybody? Now, some of you made a, a make sense offering. You said, oh, I can do that. But some of us, God spoke to us and said, go above and beyond. And it doesn't make sense, humanly speaking. It, it, it's actually ridiculous. Knowing my circumstances, knowing my situation, knowing my income, knowing what I know... And that's the problem with most of us. We know what we know and we camp there. And that's the blessing we get right there. You're going to get blessed on what you know. I'm crazy enough to believe that I can be blessed on what God knows. I can tell you some stories. I won't. Because some people will be implicated. But when you 
obey God, even though it doesn't make any sense humanly speaking. <laughs> There's blessings. Ah. Some things just don't make any sense except from a God's eye view. And there are many necessary things that don't add up from a human standpoint. Jesus said, what I'm about to do is necessary. What I'm about to go through is necessary. It's necessary not just for me, but it's necessary for you. Aren't you glad that he didn't look from just a human standpoint? I, I was just reminiscing uh, over Christianized marriage and ministry. I think most of what we've done has never made sense from a human point of view. Just, just hasn't made sense. Why would we sell everything? Why would, I, I, why would we sell everything just to do what God asks us to do? How many times? Four times. Why would we do that? Why would you give up relationships, give up a, a, a salary, give up what, what is comfortable and you can live? Why would you do that? Because he asks us to. And he knows more than I know. And every single time, not immediately, but every single time he's brought it back above and beyond, exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or imagine. I was reading the other day, Jesus said, those of you who give up houses and lands for my sake, my kingdom, will receive back a hundred times as much. And I, I'm, I'm sitting in my house because we, we sold our house in Iowa. We paid $62,000 for it. Anybody remember back in those days? <laughs> I think we sold it for 87000 We made some money. It helped us live on the road for a while. I was thinking 100, 100 fold. Walked away from a nice pool, nice house. We had um, had all three of our children there. I thought, Lord, I don't have 100 fold yet. My house isn't worth $870,000. But I've been watching how the housing market has shifted. It's worth almost double what we paid for it. Got some equity. And if things keep going that way, the blessings are going to keep coming in. You say, well, what are you, why are you talking about stuff like that? Well, because this is God's word. And if he promises something, it's going to happen. And it may not happen in this life. He said it's in this life and the life to come. And I'm just banking on having a pretty nice house in the life to come. Amen. Because Jesus said it. So nothing we've ever done makes a whole lot of sense, humanly speaking. But obedience is an investment in a future you can't yet see. And God's ways are so much higher than our ways. His thoughts are so much greater than our thoughts. He knows a few more things than you and I do. He sees from a much greater vantage point. He's got a God's eye view. Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. 
Speak kindly to Jerusalem. Call out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity has been removed, that she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And if you're going to get double, you've got to make some room. A voice is calling. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Prepare the way. Make room. Clear some stuff out. Even in your wilderness, even in your desert times, let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. Let the rough ground become a plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then, somebody say then. then. When's it going to happen? Then. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Once you've prepared the way, once you've made the way, once you've cleared it out, once you've made smooth, once you've allowed every valley to be, you bring in the bulldozers, you, you lift up the valleys, you tear down the mountains, things that are out of the way, then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And people are going to notice. All flesh will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. But you got to do your part. You got to make room. You got to prepare the way. You got to do what you can do and allow Him to do what only He can do. There's a, there's a stretch of highway in Illinois between Galesburg and Moline, Highway 74. Some of you may have been on it, I don't know. But when we lived in the Quad Cities, I had to travel that stretch somewhat often. And there was these, I'll just say bumps on the highway. And it would caution you, you know, slow down, bump ahead, slow down, bump ahead. And then the big sign, big old yellow triangle, not triangle, what is that? Trapezoid? What is that? It's that sign right there. It's a diamond. It's a, what is that? A what? Whatever it is. Big, yellow. And it had one word on it. Bump. And I still remember the first time I hit that bump at full speed because I'm thinking how bad could it be right I was driving the church bus loaded with teenagers <laughs> I hit the bump at full speed and the force of that bump threw kids in the back all the way to the ceiling they're hitting their heads they're yelling at me, Pastor Greg, what are you doing to us? I'm, I'm like, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> and there wasn't just one of them. There were several in a row. Well, after the first one, I slowed down. And then we started traveling as a, as a family, and we, we pulled a 42-foot fifth wheel with a little semi-truck. And I remember going to that stretch of highway again and seeing it. And I'm like, ah, I know you. <laughs> and so I would slow down to 20 mile an hour on a, on a highway where you can drive 70, 75 and just kind of ease over the bump. Because it was the same thing, bump ahead, slow down, bump ahead, slow down, bump. And it wasn't just one, it was several. And the thought occurred to me, how many of us in our lives, we just throw up a sign? Bump. Just the way I am. I'm German, you know. 
I've always been like this. My parents were like this. I'll always be like this. Bump, get used to it. Deal with it. Slow down. And one time I'm driving on that that stretch of highway, Highway 74, and I yelled out, why don't they just fix the road? Oh, it's so much cheaper. It's so much easier just to throw up a sign. Bump, that's how I am. Better slow down, dude. Because you're going to deal with the consequences of what comes your way if you go too fast around me. In so many marriages, we've got people just going, bump, get used to it. You said for better or worse, this is worse. Get used to it. I'm just crazy enough to believe that God maybe wants to come in and do some radical surgery in your life. But you've got to give him access and room. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up. Let every mountain and hill be made low. Let the rough ground become a plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And everybody's going to see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For some of us, this is a big deal. We'll just use the excuse. Um, it's just me. I can't change. I won't change. I'm not going to change. You can't make me change. The prophet Isaiah says, make room for what God wants to bring you to. He wants a smooth highway in your life. So clear the way for the Lord. Even in the wilderness, even in the desert, make a highway for our God. If you stay the same way you'll all you've always been, you'll do the same things you've always done and you'll get what you've always gotten. The last couple of years, we were still traveling. We were getting ready to go on Highway 74. And as we approached, I got excited because I saw construction barrels. That entire stretch, they tore it all out, removed it, and laid down a smooth path where you can just fly without any problems. That's what I'm believing God to do in your life. Prepare the way for the Lord, make room for the Lord, in the wilderness. Verse six, a voice calls out. A voice says, call out. Then he answered, what shall I call out? All flesh is grass. All its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are the grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Get yourself up on a high mountain, O Zion, bearer of good news. Lift up your voice mightily, O Jerusalem, bearer of good news. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Declare what God's doing. I love what Kevin Scannell is doing in the midst of his pain. He's preaching every single day. Here is your God. Here's what God's doing. Look what God has done. Look what God's continuing to do. He's preaching and people are listening and they're turning to God in the middle of their mess. 
Shout it out. Get yourself up on a high mountain. Lift your voice mightily. Lift it up. Don't fear. Say, here is your God. Behold, the Lord will come with might, with his arm ruling for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. In his arm, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosom. He will gently lead the nursing ewes who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens by the span and calculated the dust of the earth by the measure and weighed the mountains in a balance and the hills in a pair of scales. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counselor has informed him? With whom did he consult? And who gave him understanding? Who taught him in the path of justice and taught him knowledge and informed him of the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are regarded as a speck of dust on the scales. How many billions of people live on this planet? It's a speck of dust on the scales. Behold, he lifts up the islands like fine dust. Even Lebanon is not enough to burn, nor its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are regarded by him as less than nothing and meaningless. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare with him? As for the idol, the craftsman casts it, the goldsmith plates it with gold, and the silversmith fashions chains of silver. He who is too impoverished for such an offering selects a tree that does not rot. He seeks out for himself a skillful craftsman to prepare an idol that will not totter. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been declared to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He it is who reduces rulers to nothing. Who makes the judges of the earth meaningless. Scarcely have they been planted. Scarcely have they been sown. Scarcely has their stock taken root in the earth, but he merely blows on them and they wither. Don't get your pants all up in a wad about what's going on in the earth. It's going to take one breath from his mouth to right the wrong. The storm carries them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me that I would be his equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these stars. The one who leads forth their host by number, he calls them all by name. Because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, to him who lacks might. He increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. 
There is an anointing that is for those who wait on the Lord. The Hebrew word for wait means to wait, to expect, to look eagerly for, and to bind together by twisting. You electricians know what that's all about. You're putting things together so that something can flow through them. I'm so entwined and twisted together with the Lord that it's hard to tell where he ends and I begin. I'm eagerly expectant to see what he's going to bring as I unite with him. And that's why I gain new strength. That's why I can soar above the storm on wings like eagles. That's why I can run and not be weary. That's why I can walk and never faint. I'm so bound together with him that his strength becomes mine. He carries me as I wait on him. That's why I must make room for his abiding presence. That's why I must make room and join myself together with him, bind myself together with him. Because there's no one greater, there's no one stronger, there's no one mightier, there's no one wiser, there's no one more powerful, there's no one more all-knowing than him. He has no equal. He has no rival capable of bringing him down. Wait on the Lord. Make room for him. Make room for his presence. Bind yourself so closely to him that you're inseparable. You've made room for everything else in your life. People say to me, well, I don't have time for that. No, you have time for exactly what you want to do. Well, I don't have the ability to do that. You do if you want to, because you do what you want to do. We've made room for everything else. Whatever we want, we make room for it. Why not make room for him? Because that will change your life forever. Stand with me, please. Thanks for listening to the PowerPlace audio podcast. For more resources or to watch a service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.